Y'all ready for this? Ladies and gentlemen, presenting the newest comic duo, Davis, a dabbler in many disciplines with a voice that can soothe and persuade. Mike, a fanatical specialist with a mouth like a bullhorn, fueled by strong opinions and a compulsion to share them with microphones and comics in hand. They are Jacks of Trades. Hey everybody, I'm Mike. And I'm Davis. And this is Drinking Issues. On Drinking Issues, we read a current comic arc and talk about it. What's up, Davis? Another bunch, Mike. Uh, it's Good Friday. Well, it's it's not Good Friday. It is a Good Friday. For us, um, at least. Uh, and it's uh, it's good stuff. Had a lot of king cake today. And, uh, yeah. well, the carnival's still rolling. How are you doing, man? Carnival. I'm doing good. I am doing lovely. Uh, as you said, it's Good Friday. Mm-hmm. A-, a Good Friday. Yes, A Good Friday. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not for the listener. They might listen to us on Thursday. Yeah. They shouldn't. It comes out on Wednesday. Yeah, you guys should get on absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah, if I can start picking up my comics on Wednesdays now, I think y'all can listen on Wednesdays. Yeah. Yeah. It's called progress as a person. One half day at a time, Davis. One half day at a time. Every 12 hours. <laughs> so a special episode. Absolutely. Starting a new arc. 100%. Always fun. New season, technically, I guess. Mm-hmm. Our seasons vary in uh, length, just like, you know, uh, South Park and... Everyone else it used to be 22 episodes. Now they're on the 13 episodes or 10 episodes a season. I mm. get it. I feel you. Our seasons are very in length like New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Winter's two weeks long. Summer's nine years. Yeah. Fall's like six and a half minutes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, spring, spring too. We're pretty... I, I don't think we even get spring. I think we just skip no, it. What are we, we get pollen. Anyway. Yeah. We are doing Young... Justice. Mm-hmm. The new run of Young Justice. Well, obviously. Well, yeah. We read a current comic arc. I just said that a minute ago. I know. So, real quick, breakdown of facts. Young Justice. It's by DC. Released January 2019. I think it was like the what the 14th or whatever. Yes. Ish. The so second like the second week of January. Yeah, something like that. Uh, written by Brian Michael Bendis. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote literally everything that Marvel did in the last 10 years. Um, he wrote Ultimate Spider-Man, created Miles Morales, wrote Avengers, Daredevil, Alias, House of M, Secret Invasion, and tons of stuff I'm not listing. Absolutely. Uh, he's now at DC, and he's writing Superman, and he just started up this new line of comics called Wonder Comics. Yeah. And this is the inaugural uh, title. Now, the Wonder Comics, those are aimed for more of, like, teenager kids, right? Like, you know, maybe not necessarily Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be more, more of, like, a YA okay. feel. A I YA can dig that. Uh, the artist is Patrick Gleason. Not related to Jackie Gleason, right? Or Steven, as far as I'm aware. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, he's done a lot of DC work, some Green Lantern stuff, some Green Arrow, Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he helped on Blackest Day and Bright, or Blackest Night and Brightest Day. Uh, most recently, he's been doing Superman and Super Sons in Rebirth. Oh, okay, which has been really good. Yeah, we were Super Sons was the other option we had at one point in time, right? To do a uh, yeah, we yeah, that we, we just never got around to it. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's drinking issues. Mm-hmm. So what are we drinking with this issue? All righty, Michael. So you've been uh, very excited about this, Dave. I'm very excited about this. So uh, the original Young Justice, Young Just Us, one of the other titles they had for it, originally came out in September 1999. Okay. Or sorry. Well, yeah. Actually, no. September 1998. My bad. It was a wonderful time in America at that point. 
Y2K, we weren't caring about it too much. Armageddon had just come out at some point, and we were all listening to I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith. Yeah, okay. Yes. So, there's one alcoholic beverage that I'm pretty sure some some young comic book reader who was just getting into drinking alcohol and enjoying it was enjoying at that point in time. I don't like where this is going. Now, I tried to find Red Dog Beer, because that is the... Uh, it's the preferred southern beer of choice, I remember, from the 90s. Okay. And I also tried to find Zima. Oh. There was not any Zima that I could find inside of the Rouses last night. Mm-hmm. So I got a close second, which premiered in 1999, a good old-fashioned Mike's Hard Lemonade. Oh, why would you do that to yourself? For art, Michael. For art. Now... I'm a bit of a beer snob, and I hate lemonade. So let me see how this goes. Poorly, I'm going to assume. That does not taste good. I don't like lemonade. It's not as sharp as um, uh, like a Minute Maid lemonade. You can't taste any of the alcohol, and it's definitely a lot sweeter than I thought it would be. You can smell the alcohol, I'll tell you that much. It smells like taco vodka with some lemon juice in it. So now I am, again, not a fan of lemonade. Never really had a Mike's Hard Lemonade before, but it's uh, it's 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 not good. What's what's the ABV on this? This is five. Oh, this is dangerous. It's five ABV? That's as much as a Budweiser. You could get after those. They're not very good, but you wouldn't feel it. Um, uh, and yeah, so that is my uh, that is my '90s pick for Young Justice. Uh, my close second. Well, I'll let you do yours, and then I'll tell you my close second. Say, you might need to share mine for your own sanity's sake. Okay. Um, since it's Young Justice, a previous comic, mm-hmm. a previous cartoon. Yes. Uh, and the team's been gone for a while. Mm-hmm. I got me Reunion Ale. Oh, look at that. Uh, I love is, some. I love that brewery. This is by Renegade, Terrapin, and Eighth Wonder. Mm-hmm. And Schmaltz. I, I don't know. I guess... I don't know. There's a lot of brewing companies on the label. It's mm-hmm. very confusing. Um, but it is a tart brown ale from 2017. I love brown ales. It's, it says collaboration for a cause. So yeah, I think it's all four. Schmaltz Brewing Company, Renegade, Terrapin, and Eighth Wonder. Nice. And benefiting the Institute for Melanoma and Bone Cancer Research. So Aww. doing my part. That's good stuff. What's uh, the ABV on that thing? Six point one. Ooh, that's and it's nice. a big. It's it's a pretty big bottle. One pint six ounces. Oh, that's good. Huh. Davis, if I could borrow your opener, please. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm glad that you picked this up and not my other option because I was going to get a. Uh, it's called Young's Double Chocolate Stout. Mm-hmm. Let's take Just because a taste. of Young's. That's interesting. I know you like the tart beers. I do like the tart. I've never. Tasted tart with a brown ale. All right, well, let me get, leave me out if I give it a, a simple. Yeah. I've had that before. Um, okay. Uh, not from them. Mm-hmm. I have had a sour brown ale before. It mm-hmm. was um, uh, one of the Lips of Faith series out of New Belgium a couple years ago. Okay. It was exactly that. It was a sour brown ale. It's yeah. like someone put warheads in a Newcastle. Yeah. Well, no, not warheads for me. Um I'm trying sour to, patch straw. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out the the sour flavor because it's okay. not just the fl- sour, but like the what would be the origin of the fruit. Like if you get a sour, sometimes it tastes more like a lemony sour, mm-hmm. or sometimes more like a guava. You mm-hmm. know, it's kind of berry like. All right, 
Yeah, I can definitely taste the berry on that Not one. Not quite raspberry. Maybe like a like a just underripe blueberry, maybe a blackberry. Okay. Blackberry. I think it's uh, blackberry. I think it's blackberry. Okay. Uh, it's it's very good. It's very good. I, I like it because mm. usually the brown ale has a little too much oomph for me. Malt. Sure. Let's go with that. Yeah. Um, Mott, as the uh, as the Cajuns say. Um, yeah, but uh, I really like this one. This one is lovely. So if you get a chance to get it, uh, get after it. Aren't that just not the Mike's Hard Lemonade? No, no, or that wrecked my palate completely. I can't even taste anything. Well, it's fine. Okay, so let's get you ready to dive in? Yeah, let's do All it. All right, I'm excited. We open on Jam World. If you don't know what that is, tough shit. It's the. It, it was made in the 80s. And You'll figure it out. <laughs> this is also not the same Jim World from Steven Universe. No. All other people, like five of you that watch that show besides me. A hooded man is talking to a king about Earth. And he is stating that the traumas and the chaos that Gemworld has undergone is linked to Earth. Earth oh. has had seven different crises. Seven different crises. Um, I'm missing two. I got Crisis on Infinite Earths. Mm-hmm. Infinite Crisis. Mm-hmm. Identity Crisis. Mm-hmm. Final Crisis. Yeah. Heroes in Crisis. Uh, okay, so... And there's two more. I'm thinking Dark Knight's Metal is one of them. Okay. And I don't know the last one. I actually read an article mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. and Or not weeks ago, uh, but a couple of days. Actually, the night that I read this. Whatever. Uh, Heroes in Crisis and Dark Knight's Metal are neither one of those crises. What are the other two, then? I don't remember. See, I'm definitely going to say that Heroes in Crisis is one of them because it has the word crisis in it, and that's a DC trope. That's something they do. Yes, It but is it's... literally a crisis. It's in the title. Oh, uh, again, all right. Cool beans. Mm-hmm. Cool in the gang. I believe the other two actually weren't crisis titles, but it was these schisms that do happen within the singularity of the universe and the multiverse. Um, I could see multiversity being one of them. Yes. Graham Morrison's. Yes. Um, but unless... This article was written by somebody who works at DC. I'm going to reject the other part because Heroes in Crisis, Crisis is literally, literally in the title. If, uh, I my only com- my only counter. Maybe that'll is be that- the eighth one when it's done. I don't know. That's what I was going to say. But Gem World looks pretty crappy yet, right but- now, and Heroes in Crisis is going on right now. So, eh, good point. Just saying. And then we see this king is King Opal. Uh, looks pretty worse for wear. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of gollumy. He, he's it's got, he's got, got a shiny ear in. He's got a shiny earring, and he's got, like, little stripes on him, like an opal. And weird eyes. I mean, they, they look normal. They just look red. Uh, normal's a strong word. Cut to Metropolis. Where we meet Ginny Hex. Ginny Hex. Fun fact, Ginny Hex debuted a couple months ago in one of them Walmart books. Really? Yep. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. She is the great-great-granddaughter of famous gunslinger Joan Hex. Yeah, that that by the name that makes sense. I uh, I do not like the way that she spells Jenny with the J I N N Y. Well, it's because it's Jonah, Jonah, Jenny, you know, Johnny, the J, Jimmy, the J. Maybe being Hosea Hex and just being like that. That what are you what are you doing? I mean, she could be Josephine, but that's not fun. Yeah, that's a little weird. But she's ha- but she has a gun in the back of her car driving through New York. Well. She has a gun in the back seat. Yes. Just like any good Texan does. Uh, 
I can't deny that. I'm yeah. just saying. I, I lived, Te- there. Texans I lived have, there for a while. That's a good point. Texans have long guns in their backseat. It is what it is. That's why you get it's a not gun a, rack. It's not a judgment. That's why you get a gun rack put right above the, where the jumper seats are. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. She's new to Metropolis, obviously. Uh, she gets pulled over by the cops, who are really interested in what's under a tarp in her truck bed. As cops. I mean, yeah, what you going to do? Yeah. Stop and frisk. It's New York's laws. I don't know. Yeah. But before they can find out, a portal opens, and all these knights from Gemworld show up. And uh, the designs are pretty cool. Yeah, there's one dude. He's got a, uh, a bunch of little masks all over his armor, as well as an incredibly long rifle with a sword bayonet on it. Why not? Yeah. There's a dude that looks like Shovel Knight hurling energy out of his hand. There's a green lady that's... Doing energy projectiles, someone that has like two little circular things over their hands while wearing a mask as well, all just kind of popping up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But the first thing they want to do is they want Superman. Yeah, they keep asking for Superman, and um, Jenny pretty much responds by firing a shotgun. Yep. Like any good Texan. Absolutely. Kind of interesting they put a shotgun in a YA book. I mean, I'm not casting judgment, I'm just saying. See, I think it's because, well, the shotgun's typically used in a lot of, you know, video games and pop culture. It is a pump-action shotgun, and it has not been demonized as much as, like, some, you know, uh, you know, military-looking rifles or even, you know, rifles that have a clip to them. See, I think it's the connection to Jonah Hex. Okay. But something will happen shortly... That will make it obsolete. Mm, and it will be, no longer be a factor. So, so we'll, we'll get there in a second. But Is it because in the next panel Robin shows up? Whoa! He won't make it obsolete, but kind of. Okay. Uh, yeah. Tim Drake Robin shows up. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, Dave. you got to be specific when you say Robin. There's a lot of them. That's a good point. He is alive now, so that is a... Well, he, he never was dead. Mm. He was just gone for a while. Yeah, okay. He was in... Um, what's his name? Um... Mr. Z or something weird like that. He's in some dude's prison. Mm-hmm. They, every time you drink that, your face is wonderful, Davis. Because it's not good. It's just it's just a lovely face. Well, mama told me not to waste food and water. Yeah, that's true. Tim Drake, Robin gets into the mix. Uh, surprisingly, Cassie Sandsmark's walking by, too. Who? She is Wonder Girl. I, I, uh, thought, I thought that was Donna. No. Donna Troy is Donna Troy. Okay. One, kind of like, Donna Troy doesn't really have a name. Except she's Donna Troy. Yeah, like, like she doesn't have like a moniker. Okay. Because, actually I don't, I don't know this off the top of my head, so this is just me kind of spitballing off the, the cuff, but she's not necessarily real to a certain extent. Like she's not born She's just like a clone of Wonder Woman kind of thing, okay. if I remember correctly. Okay. But but Cassie, right? Yeah. Is actually Ca- Cassie, Wonder Woman's daughter. No. I think I think I believe Cassie is Patrick or Greg. Cassie Sandsmark. What's the relation? I think she's Hippolyta's daughter, so I think technically Wonder Woman's sister, I think. Okay, because it does mention that's like, hey, we you're really Zeus's, should have researched this before. You're Zeus's granddaughter, of course. He's broke. Ha <laughs> ha, sucks, right? Yeah, we, we really should have researched this beforehand. I just wish I could know how many of you are screaming at your radios. Your old 
tube radios as you listen to this podcast over the airwaves. Mm-hmm. Or just because yep. you know the answer and we don't. I was going to say, or yelling into the tiny piece of plastic that's a microphone or the earbuds. So what I have here from Wikipedia, when Cassie was first introduced in 1996 Wonder Woman comics, Wonder Woman comics, she was the daughter of an archaeologist, Dr. Elena Sandsmark, who discovered magical artifacts which bestowed upon Cassie's superpowers with which she fought crime as Wonder Girl. What about the Zeus part? Zeus grants her real powers later. Um, so like a surrogate daughter? Well, then there we go. And later revelations showed that Cassie was in fact a demigoddess and the natural daughter of Zeus and Dr. Helena. So okay, so, so then Zeus is her dad. So then she's the half sister of Wonder Woman. That makes sense. Well, the fact that they 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 call rape natural because that's what Zeus does. He yeah. just yeah, but as a goose or or a or a bull. It's weird. Anyway, yeah. uh, Cassie Sandsmark is there. Wonder Girl does not want to get involved for some reason, and then Impulse shows up. Bart Allen, if you're not familiar, I um uh, I really love the call somebody, anybody, Superman, the Justice League, call Harry Potter because they're all owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah, I like when he shows up because the art immediately changes a little bit. It gets a little wackier. Absolutely, the colors get a little brighter, which is mm-hmm. fun. Um, and he he strikes a really weird pose. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been gone for a while. And he's got a little bit of, like, fourth wall breaking kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of fun. Because we are assuming that the Harry Potter books exist. Yeah, but, like, he does this, this great universe. thing. He's he's off somewhere else doing some superheroics. Here's the kerfuffle. And then runs over, but, like, saves 17 people from other stuff along the way. Mm-hmm. And then shows up. So now you got Ginny Hex, you got Impulse, you got Tim Drake, all... Mixing it up with these gem knights who keep asking for Superman. And every time they ask, they get like a fist in the face mm-hmm. or like a blast of a shotgun or like, you know, a kick from impulse as he runs by real fast. Yeah. Um, the, the running gag is kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Uh, it, we get to a point where it looks like the knights are about to turn the tide. That's where Wonder Girl shows up. Yes. She cracks her bracelets together all Wonder Woman style. Mm-hmm. And base, jumps in the air. Yeah, big old big old Krakoom. Krakoom? Krakoom? Which one is it? Krakoom. Yeah, Krakoom is usually reserved for Thor's Thunder. But, yes. Uh, yeah. Then Ginny swaps out her shotgun for a ray gun that she pulls out from under that tarp. So, my point from earlier. The yes. shotgun was to connect her to Jonah Hex. The ray gun is to now remove the real violence yes. and replace it with more cartoony violence, which is more acceptable in this age bracket. Or future violence, for lack of a better term. Yeah, but like it, it, right. it's, it's a ray gun against super powerful people. It'll hurt them, but it won't kill them. And then, as if we don't have enough heroes yet, another person shows up, a, a teenage girl with a power ring, calling Who? herself Teen Lantern. Which, I mean... The name's a little low-hanging fruit. I'll the give you that. The name is really low-hanging fruit at that point. I'll give you that. It's And apparently she's a teenager that hacked a power ring. I mean, we'll find out more about her. I'm pretty sure this is her first appearance. Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not sure if she's been introduced before. Ooh, facts checker Greg. Can you please see if Teen Lantern has been introduced before Young Justice Issue 1 Wonder Comics? So while Greg does that... Bart starts losing it. He's getting super excited. Keeps yelling. It's happening. It's happening. It's mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. What's happening, Davis? Young Justice. They're back. Well, not without Connor. 
First appearance, Young Justice Volume 3, number one. So, March yeah. March 2019. We do not have her. Well, March 2019? The solicitation was from March, so. I know, but we're in January. Look at the front of the book. At least the old books used to have months on them, and it was never the month of the release. No. It was the month it hit, like, there was some specific thing to it. Like, the month it hit, like, regular publication, not like its original publication date. Eh, So if you get an older comic and it's got July whatever on it, it's not from July. It's from, like, three months earlier. Yeah, that makes sense. It's weird. It's stupid. Sure. It doesn't matter. But the Young Justice is back. Not without Connor. Well, I mean, you don't. Yeah, you you don't need a super person to have a have a league. Yeah, you do. The knights teleport back to Gem World, and the teen heroes get stuck in like the little vortex, mm-hmm. and that pulls them back with them. Robin finds himself at a glowing crystal knife point by a purple girl, who calls herself uh, of the kingdom of Amethyst. Yes, the house of Amethyst. Ha- house, excuse me, house of Amethyst. Yes. And then Impulse finds Connor. Yeah! Connor Kent, Superboy. Super Connell, if you're not familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been dead slash gone for a while. Yeah. Uh, I tried Googling what happened to him, but between pre-Flashpoint, New 52, and Rebirth, uh, there was a whole lot okay. to try and unravel. It was it was like the, the, the bundle of cords in the drawer you haven't opened in two years. Ah, okay. Um, so... Uh- I just, I just want to dis- point out his he's got an unusually long five o'clock shadow. I just went, wait, I mean, he's still a teenager. Oh, yeah. So, but I just went with, he was gone, now he's back. I don't need more information than that. He once was lost, yeah. and now he's uh, found. Dressed real weird, though. I mean, like... He's got like a skin-tight bodysuit with a leather jacket on it. It's got a couple studs and spikes. Yeah, bruh. Some fingerless gloves. It was the 90s. And then a gun holster on his hip? Uh, I don't think it's a gun holster. It looks like a standard cable-style utility pouch. Okay. I mean, sure. I don't know what a super person needs a utility pouch for. Yeah, food? But, in case he gets hungry? I guess, but... Whatever. Anyway. End of the issue. You want to jump into ratings? You know, uh, well... Yeah, we can jump into ratings. I mean, the only real other comment I have on this one is um, uh, the uh, the artwork... It's definitely, uh, you know, kind of a... It's, it's nice. It's good artwork. It's good stuff. But hey, we'll dive into that in the ratings. You want to go first, Mike? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I don't know if you expect this. Mm-hmm. I'm going nine. Really? Eh, you know what? I can see... As long, as long as you and I have been watching each other rate comic books for the past over two years now, yeah, I can see this being a nine for you. Well, here's the thing. It's a nine for me, so I'm sure it's like a two for you. But we'll, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. Like, yeah. um, this is the kind of teen shenanigans we hoped for with champions and never quite got. Except for that one issue when they were camping. Mm-hmm. You know, every other issue, it was kind of missing the point. Um, I will admit, the issue is a little busy. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of characters. There's a lot of information coming yeah. at you quickly. And there's a lot of information that's not coming at you quickly that you have to be okay with not being 100% familiar with. Okay. So, like, you know, Teen Lantern. Who is this? I don't care. She's right here. She said her name's Teen Lantern. I understand how Green Lantern w- rings work well enough. Done. Don't need it anymore. Right. Impulse. He can run fast. His last name's Allen, so he must be related to Barry Allen in some case. Don't care anymore. Cool. Speedster. You know, Cassie yeah. Sands Mark. She got a one woman logo. Whatever. Don't care. Yeah. 
Robin, got it. He's a Robin. Like, you know, <laughs> you know it, it's just there's a lot going on, and they're not – Brian Michael Bendis is not wasting the issue giving you a ton of, you know, exposition. It's just – Here's issue one. There is no team. Now there's team. The end. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not like the entire first arc is building the team. It's not like the team built beforehand. He's got to build the team, but he wants to get it over with. So it's a little busy. I'll give it to you. But it's a setup issue, and it does almost all the setup immediately. Right. The only missing character that they reference at all shows up at the end. So we still have all the characters on the cover in the first issue, period. So that's good there. Uh, like you said, uh, the art, I, I like the art a lot. It's very high energy, uh, and it really fits the characters. It really fits kind of like the, the... It fits the, the tone. The mood. The, yeah. yeah, the tone of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked Gleason's Superman work and his Super Sons work. There is a... There's just a fun to it. Like, it's, it's yeah. just... There's a little bit of levity. It's not super, you know... It's not heavy. It's not overly dark. It's not too hard-lined there's some softness there's it's kind of cartoony but not terribly right you know it's just enough to where there's there's a little bit of looseness to it that it makes it a little bit more fun you know I, I i don't know how else to better describe it i know that's a mediocre description but that's an accurate description. just the the visual matches the tone it's very mm-hmm. light it's very energetic it's very fun um I love the, the ongoing where's Superman joke. Right. Because they keep asking for the most powerful character in the universe while they're getting their butts handed to them by these teenagers. Right. And then finally at the end, we do get a Superman. Yeah. But it's a super boar. Who's still pretty damn powerful. I mean, I mean he's a Kryptonian. Absolutely. Was it Infinite Crisis? He, his first death disappearance thing was basically him fighting Superboy Prime who was nigh unkillable at the time. And they just basically fought like DBZ level gods. Yeah. Like just beating the crap out of each other when they're both super, super powerful. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just a fun book for me. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, you know me, I don't really like the super weird stuff. I don't really like the super, super heavy stuff. I like some of my horror, I like my sci-fi, but like, Mm -hmm. My superheroes, I want to have fun. Like, if I'm reading my yeah. superheroes, I want to have fun with them. And this was a fun superhero story. All right. So, it's a, it's a nine for me. Outstanding. Uh, I'm going to go with an eight. Wow. On this okay. one. Yes. We're really close here. We're really close. We're um, really close uh, positively. Absolutely. Usually, we're really close negatively. Yes. But, <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, pretty much echoing a lot of the notes that you, you said. You know, I was worried when you picked a gross alcohol. I mean, I get it for the story. But usually when we don't care about the story, we have more fun with the alcohol. Oh, no. And when we care more about the st- at least me. I, right. I, I can't necessarily speak for you, but off the top of my head. Me, when I have more fun with the story, more enjoyment, I usually try to find an alcohol that really pairs well. When I don't like the story, then it's like, okay, let's have our fun here because I didn't have it in the book. Sir, I, the one part of this podcast I take seriously is the alcohol pairings. That is true. Yes. Put more work into that than anything else. Absolutely. So, uh, an eight. Echoing everything you said. This is what we wanted champions to be. Exactly. This is exactly what it is. Like, 
it, it, it goes beyond the whole like, oh no, we have to live up to these legacies. And benefit of the doubt, it is a a, a reboot of the original kind of uh, lineup of the whole thing. But it's fun. As of right now, it is. you can tell there is... Impulse is going to be the fun, wacky guy character. Mm -hmm. You have these kind of... The rest of the characters are just kind of... You know, we're, we're kind of feeling them out right now. Mm -hmm. You can see mm -hmm. that Teen Lantern is kind of going to be the shyer one. No one really knows what's going on with her. Then you have... You know, you already have... Some of them are have a rapport together. And then, boom, right at the end, we have Connor Kent right there to fill in that super gap that we have. And I'm I'm looking forward to it. I really am. It's 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 fun. It has that has a little bit of campy. But an appropriate dose. Exactly. Yeah. And again, echoing what you're saying, it's a superhero comic. We want our superhero comics to be super. We want our introspective looks of PTSD of superheroes to be an interesting look at the PTSD of superheroes. And we want your horror to be horror. You want this bad and they can merge it, it together. It just kind of, it just kind of scratches that itch. Exactly. It makes it that just fun superhero comic that we've been looking forward to reading, or at least I've been looking forward to reading for a while. Because out of all the comics that I read, none of them are really just hero comics. Ever since they stopped, you know. Yeah, it's true. It's <sighs> for Inhumans, you don't really read a lot of superheroes anymore. Yeah, there's what what Inhumans, Mike. You read what a lot in of Inhumans. I mean, some of them still exist. You read a lot of indie stuff. You read, like, a lot of heavy superhero stuff. Yeah. And a lot of weird superhero stuff. But, like, there's not really a traditional super book. Right. Or a slice of life. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you like, a slice of life. It's weird stuff that happens, but no one's a superhero. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of what I'm going for. But this is the first superhero book that I'm reading in a while. And I'm uh, I'm looking I'm looking forward to it incredibly. Yeah. And I'm, also... I'm really happy because... Without this show, I probably wouldn't have picked it up. Yeah, and Same here. and it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I'm really I'm really excited. Yeah, that and uh, I think it's also going to be a fun kind of uh, look into this whole gym world thing that we have because mm -hmm. it's kind of like how we were dealing with Weird World with yeah. the Champions Run. It's this kind of offshoot thing that happened like 20, 30 years ago mm -hmm. that keeps on popping up every once in a while. Well, the thing is that. You know, it. a lot of people were concerned, upset, whatever, insert negative emotion, about Brian Michael Bendis leaving Marvel to go to DC. And then they just handed him the second, arguably first most important book in their line. Right. You know, it's DC, so it's Superman and Batman. That's it. Yep. Those, are their, those are their top two. Batman sells slightly better, so it, there's a good case for that being number one. Right. But Superman's the heart of the line, well, you know, I'm, so like you're, you're giving him the biggest book and action. So both major super books, mm -hmm. you get, they gave him an imprint for his own creator, own stuff and all this nonsense. Mm -hmm. And then he's getting another imprint and you're like, okay, well how much energy does he have? You know, he, he's been so steeped in Marvel lore for so long. Yep. What does he have left to tell? You know, it's kind of like when the, um, when this, the star player gets old and gets traded to a new team. Yeah. You're like, what more like does Brett he have? Favre. Yeah. Well, that's not a good example because he didn't do that great. But huh. you're like, what more does he have to give? But you could tell here, he's having a lot of fun and he's dove into his DC lore. Peyton Manning. Okay, yeah. Peyton Peyton did a yeah. pretty good job at the Broncos. Yeah. You but he, won a, he won a Super Bowl with them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He retired he, with a bowl. You're, you're not wrong about that. But yeah, I mean, it's... 
this is what Brian Michael Bendish should have been doing. This is the fun he was. This is the kind of fun he was having with Ultimate Spider-Man. Right. When when he first had Miles Morales and was having that kind of creativity, and he's getting to play with these characters that, I mean, Tim Drake's barely been used. Superboy's been gone for a long time. Right. I don't know anything about Amethyst. Uh, Genie Hex just created. Impulse has been. The whole Flash family's been all messed up since Flashpoint. Absolutely. You know, so he's just bringing these characters back and having fun with them. Mm-hmm. And he's doing it well. Yeah. He's and, doing it very well. And plus, he gets to uh, create the Teen Lantern and just kind of roll with it from there. It's like, mm-hmm. all right. Now we have, because the uh, as far as I'm aware of, the, the extensive research I've done on issue one of the original Young Justice. Mm-hmm. Only for the sake of that stuff I talked about earlier to know that's, that Aerosmith's I Don't Want to Miss a Thing was the number one song in America at that point. Yeah. Apparently, the original lineup was just Superboy, Robin, and Impulse. That seems like and a... they're And they're camping out at the old Justice League headquarters, well, and they a... accidentally turn Crimson Tornado on. That's kind of cool. Crimson Tornado's pretty badass. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. It, maybe it's... So if you're not familiar, Brian Michael Bendis has a lot of adopted children. Uh, I believe he has some biological ones too, but he has a lot of younger children. And it looks like he's trying to write books for them to a certain extent. You know, because his Avengers run was great, but not really a kid's book. You know, not really really something a younger reader could pick up and have fun with. Right. And it looks like he is really getting some renewed energy out of doing that. Exactly. And he is, uh, as far as I'm aware of, Wonder Comics is his baby right now. Yeah. It, They're it, putting him in charge of that to keep these, you know, these young readers involved with it because, well, with our last one, Vision, mm-hmm. that's not a really, a person that's a young adult can read that book. And get the and kind of get the story about it and everything, but it's you got to be a certain to, kind of kid. Exactly, you have to like you have to be smoking cigarettes, reading Bukowski when you're 16 to understand that a little bit. Yep. And then again, you probably won't unless you're you probably going to miss some details. Yeah, unless you have an older sibling that's 10 years older than you and out of, and out of college and has a family, you might not get some of the things in there. But it's good because the you know young adult readers are ones that we need to get getting into comic books right now cuz mm-hmm. a lot of them if you're talking about young adults like what uh 12 to 16 yeah yeah they were 6 or 2 whenever the new marvel movies came out yeah so they've that's just their world exactly that's their that's, reality ex- that's all they know of as previously as far as all of that mm-hmm. and this can be a great introduction. It can be great new stories and something that keeps it on that level for this, you know, YA readership. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree mm-hmm. 100%. Super excited to check out next week's. Absolutely. Uh, so, yep, that was a nine for me and eight for Davis. Davis is definitely going to continue this good trend of writing down his ratings. Yes, I will write He's down gonna, my ratings. He is going to bring it next month so that he can average the first two issues. Yep. Great. Good job, Davis. Which I hope is easy math for me. Eight to eight and a half? I was going to say eight to eight. Yeah. 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 Anyway, thanks, guys. You know where to find us. We are jacksoftradespodcast.com, at jackstradespod on Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com slash jackstradespod. Go ahead and check out our website. Friend us, follow us, whatever, you know, format the, I don't know, association mm-hmm. that the, uh, it's, it's not a good word for it. I mean, you either follow or you friend, but there's not like a word that encompasses all. 
wouldn't that be a great thing if on social media you can like, oh yeah, I want to acquaintance this person, like half of their posts show well, up on your page? That's what Google Plus try to do with their circles. Yeah, that's weird though. I agree. That's I have one circle. Plus doesn't exist You're in anymore. or you're out. It's over. That's it. Anyway, um, go ahead, follow us, friend us, whatever. Uh, write us, DM us, mm-hmm. comment, post things, whatever. You know, we love the interaction. We would love to talk about books that you guys want to hear about. Absolutely. And if you have any good Instant Pot recipes, let me know. Yeah, Davis recently got an Instant Pot, so... Well, well I didn't. The uh, the girlfriend did. Doesn't so. matter. I mean, Same thing. I mean, it's good. Dude, it's a pressure cooker, man. Yeah, it's baller. Cook a steak in like five minutes. It's real cool. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and listen to us on our website, or you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Woo-woo! Go ahead and subscribe to whatever your favorite feed is, all of them preferably. Mm-hmm. And uh, give us a rating, preferably the best one. Five Absolutely. stars, two thumbs up, six toes, I don't know. Um, whatever the good rating is, mm-hmm. if we deserve it, obviously, which we do, duh. Uh, go ahead and give us a good rating. Give us a review those reviews and ratings help other people find us in the search if you like the show somebody else might so help them find it like we said next week we're going to do young justice number two so get your issue uh it should be out probably like a week after this episode comes out probably yeah since we're the first week of february it'll come out the second week of february i think so yeah go get your issue if you like this episode yeah and if you don't want to read it but still want to know what happened just listen to the episode absolutely Anyway, uh, this has been fun, Davis. I see you have almost killed your Mike's Hard Lemonade. And you did not once make a joke about me being hard. I mean, first of all, Michael, gross. This is a fucking family-friendly podcast. Yeah. Who's family? Roman Polanski's? Ew. Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah, I'm just saying. There's a lot of families out there. They get weird. uh, Some families get weird. That's... Anyway, I'm Davis. And I'm Mike. Have a good one. Adios.